Welcome to the final episode of the CZ podcast series on the What Works Best 2020 update. For eight exclusive episodes, Secretary of the New South Wales Department of Education, Mark Scott, has spoken with schools and students about effective teaching practices that support student academic achievements. This week's topic is on collaboration with Blue Haven Public School. So today I'm talking with relieving principal Dale Edwards and substantive principal Paul McDermott and staff at Blue Haven Public School. Always a lot of attention paid to Blue Haven. Great work taking place at that school. And we're talking about the what's works best theme of collaboration. So what are some of the ways, Paul, the teachers at Blue Haven use professional collaboration to enrich their learning practices? And how do you think that impacts on student learning? Uh, collaboration has been used extensively across our school markets been really pivotal to our turnaround success. We're firm believers that great teachers don't happen. They're developed here at Blue Haven. So we've really tried to build a culture around collaboration and sharing of best practice. Some years ago, our schools used to work uh, a little bit in isolation and as silos, and, and we had isolated pockets of excellence. So in order to see systemic improvement across the school, we decided that we needed to work together and we needed to build the capacity of all of our staff. So Collaboration has been hugely effective in helping us to tear the walls down. We all want to be great teachers and the best way to do that is to share our best practice across the school and across the system. So some of the ways that we've done that effectively here at school, we're inducting new staff, for example. We have teachers that visit one another and share best practice. We have teachers that will actually take all of their class and go and sit in in another teacher's class so that uh, they can see what great teaching and learning looks like. Uh, we have lots of opportunities for providing and receiving feedback, uh, extensive coaching and mentoring through our instructional leaders, our wellbeing assistant principal as well. The model that we use here at Blue Haven is really a gradual release. It's a bit like, uh, I guess, the, the model that we use in teaching for our students as well. So uh, we really support our staff extensively to, to build confidence in best practice. So our coaches will go in and do demonstration lessons initially and and then gradually release that responsibility and turn into a team teaching arrangement. And then finally, it will turn into a coaching uh, arrangement. But certainly the collaboration that takes place here at Blue Haven is based heavily on relational trust. And our, our coaches and our leaders do a, a marvellous job in developing that trust with our staff so that people feel confident to have people in their rooms and, and to showcase the best practice that they have in place in their rooms. Uh, we have five weekly collaborative planning sessions where staff will reflect on data and review what they're doing, look at what's working and what maybe needs to improve to get best results for our kids. We review our practices constantly here at Blue Haven. So we have processes of collaborative inquiry where teachers will form professional learning communities and review, for example, uh, reading comprehension and look at what's been working and, and what the research says around what should be happening with reading comprehension to constantly challenge our thinking and build that I guess, collective efficacy across the school and, and to create a culture where there's great belief in the processes that we have in place, but the right systems to support people as well. Now, Dale, you're the relieving principal there at the moment. Can you talk a little bit about how you're going about just to create the conditions and the culture that support a, a meaningful teacher collaboration? Yeah, look, that culture is absolutely key. We have a really strong collaborative system set up so that it happens at all levels within our school. It's not just at that coalface, that teacher level, as Paul was sharing there in that those leadership sessions and occur as well. We have a strong senior executive team that we all get together and we collaborate in really strong structures and processes. And we lead by example and we show that we're just as open as everybody else 
to having people come and work with us and support us and, and engage. That collaboration has to be seen across the entire organisation. Otherwise, you don't get the buy-in and the take-up by the staff. Uh, and that's what we have seen. We've seen that significant take-up across the school. I mean, we've had significant turnaround in our data in, in a very short period of time, in a time that shouldn't occur. Uh, and it has been purely based on having strong structures and processes, but those collaborative processes that we embed throughout everything that gets that consistency and that collective efficacy right across the board. One of the reasons uh, Blue Haven is such an interesting case study is that strong lift you've seen and you've held and the strong value add in the school. And, yep. and you're saying that this is all based around the collaborative culture and that professional culture of learning from each other and working together. I suppose if you work at Blue Haven now, you know you're meant to be doing this because they've heard Paul talk, they've heard you talk about it, Dale, they've read the, the work done by CC. It's the school's kind of famous for it. How do you know that that collaboration is taking place effectively. I mean, it's one thing to to go through the meetings and uh, allocate the time and to have the sharing, but how do you know that that collaboration is actually having the effect that you want it to have in improved teaching and learning outcomes in in every classroom? Paul, what what do you look for? Oh, look, it's like any change process. I think if it's embedded, it's certainly um, going to be more successful. And the change that we've put in place and the collaboration that we've put in place at Bluehaven is cultural now. And that's the really rewarding element of the collaboration that we've got in place. Look, the situation at the moment with me being in a different duty is a perfect example of that we've been collaborative from day one and we've built the capacity of staff from day one. And the result of that is that I've walked out of the school to, to fulfill another role with the department and Dale was ready made to step up into those shoes because we've worked together so closely for so long. And then other staff were able to fill higher duties because we have collaborated on all levels across the school. It's cultural because everyone believes in the process and the systems that we've got in place. We've qualified all of it with evidence to, to, to back what we're doing. There's a great belief in the direction of the school and uh, there's an excitement and a, and a willingness for people to step up and take on leadership duties. So I think one of the really positive uh, reflections in the collaboration that we've had and the way that we know it's successful is the number of people that are willing now to take on leaders, um, leadership opportunities to lead it in the school, which has uh, been really rewarding. Dale, let me ask you on this, because uh, Paul and I have talked previously on it on the uh, Every Student yeah. podcast that we did together. Um, you know, you've stepped into this leadership role this year and you've picked up the baton and, and the, the great collaborative work continues. How confident are you that, that any school can learn from this collaborative experience, that, that this isn't just idiosyncratic to strong leadership on the ground at Blue Haven, but other leaders can really focus on collaborative practice and collective efficacy and see the improvements they've seen at Blue Haven? Yeah, I think that's absolutely something that any school can take up. Uh, in fact, we've had a number of schools contact us to work with us at different times, um, and we're more than open to that, and we've had a number of schools come uh, pre-COVID do visits with us, post-COVID do Zoom sessions, uh, where we've been able to share a bit more detail to our journey and what we've been doing and, and ex expand that collaboration beyond our own school into other schools and be able to support them with those processes. I think one of the really big keys for, for what we do is about removing those barriers so that for, for schools and for teachers, because we don't want it to be a system of monitoring. The collaboration needs to be owned by everyone. And by allowing everyone to own their collaborative uh, engagement with each other, then they have that autonomy and they have that motivation and drive to succeed. And just to follow on with what Paul was saying, 
we hear the conversations. They are so excited by different processes that they are in control of that they want to tell us and they want to let us know. So they're always talking to us about what they're working on or coming up with new ideas around, uh, particularly in the areas of PLCs and things like that, to share how they can, can move forward. And it's absolutely something that any school can pick up and run with. One of the other elements that's been really rewarding in that collaborative process as well is when we first committed to collaboration in the school and gave people time to meet. And that's really important in collaboration is committing the time to give people the time to collaborate. A lot of the discussions were around timetabling and how do I fit this in here or that in there and where do I do reading? And that's evolved over the last few years now where we've moved beyond those surface level conversations to really deep conversations about impact at a classroom level. And this is where my child's at. How do I get them to the next level? And uh, it's really rewarding to walk into our collaborative sessions and hear the conversations that are taking place because they are very high level now and they're really focused on getting the best that we can for our kids on a daily basis. So that's another, I guess, indication that uh, it's having impact at the classroom level. That's terrific. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Dale. Now we're going to roll in Kathy and Amy and Claire. So, Kathy, as a teacher at Blue Haven, what are you seeing as the benefits of teacher collaboration? Uh, well, I think teacher collaboration has really engaged and motivated us as a staff and it's helped us to build really supportive and trusting relationships with each other. I think uh, everyone comes to Blue Haven each day with the same goal of wanting to provide a really high quality education to all of our students. Coming together to combine our strengths is going to give us the best possibility of reaching that goal. Working closely with our colleagues allows us to utilise the expertise that we already have within the school. We're able to upskill each other in areas that we um, may feel we need more support or improvement in. And another really big benefit of um, working together is the shared responsibility that it creates over student outcomes. I think when we are working together each day to create programs, we are reflecting on assessment and data, we're engaging in planning days and um, just having that regular discussion and dialogue about where our students are and and where to next, we all have ownership over student progress. Uh, We're able to come together to problem solve um, and we're also able to come together to celebrate and um, acknowledge student achievement. That's great. Tell me, when when you're tapping into the expertise of others, do you have a, a clear sense of who you go to for what kind of help that a certain teacher is just outstanding classroom management, if there are literacy and numeracy challenges, there's someone else you go to. How do, how do you kind of identify and share that expertise? Probably one of the first places we go to are the instructional leaders um, and they can kind of guide us if we're not sure. But then also within our team, I think we all know the different teachers that have different strengths in different areas, which we can go to and share. We regularly touch base at our team meetings and share successes and what's happening in our classroom, which gives us a good opportunity to know where people's strengths are and, and who you would go to. Brilliant. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Amy. Hi there, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Very good. So, Amy, you're an instructor, a Deputy Principal Instructional Leader at Blue Haven. How do you share ideas, practice and resources? I guess as you can see from some of the things that Paul and Dale said, we really value collaboration. It's kind of that key to success in our school. So we make sure that we provide as many opportunities as we possibly can for staff to take part in collaboration. So some of those include whole school PL, where we make sure that every message we share is shared at a whole school level. It's not one group getting information um, and then another group getting different And why is that important? What's the benefit that comes from it being a whole school PL? 
you never know what class you're going to be on next year. So if you are only privy to the information about your stage, then you can't transfer that in future years to different classes. Also, you've got a range of kids with different abilities in your class. So you need to make sure that you can cater for them. I guess it contributes to that collective efficacy. We're all receiving the same information. We all have the same goal, and that's to improve and build our capacity as teachers, but also to improve outcomes for students. That's a really important um, thing to remember. That that's our ultimate goal. It's a great piece of research by CC that says collaboration is a hallmark of a great school. Paul and Dale can talk about it being a cornerstone of the success at Blue Haven, which a lot of people have commented on. It kind of sounds easy, well, let's collaborate. But in practice, it's probably hard to execute on a daily basis in a school. What are the challenges you've had? So for me personally, some of the challenges, um, I guess I was really lucky. I've been at the school for a very long time. And initially I had those relationships. I didn't have to necessarily establish them because people had been in my classroom before I was an instructional leader. We've had lots of collegial conversations. So I was lucky to start off with, but I guess that challenge comes when you've got people where you haven't established a relationship with. So the key is taking the time to build those positive relationships. And I guess when you are collaborating, ensuring that everybody is given the opportunity to have a voice. And, and that can be tricky when you've got new people to the school who you're going to try and um, share your pedagogy, which might be unfamiliar. So making sure that everybody has the opportunity to share their voice, but also making sure that you're giving them the skills required to feel comfortable in this environment, because it is very different to many other schools. What about collaboration beyond the school gate? How do you look to reach out to other schools, collaborate with them and, and learn from what they're doing? And look, Mark, that's a really, really important thing. It's one thing to do fantastic things in your own school. As teachers, our goal is to make a difference in as many students' lives as we possibly can. So opening our school for other schools to come and visit is our first step to developing those really strong relationships with other schools. We've had over 300 visitors to our school in the past couple of years. Um, and from that, we've built really strong relationships and gone and visited other schools as well. We don't pretend that we know everything. Um, there's so many schools that have fantastic things happening and we've been able to visit them and, and take ideas from them to implement in our school as well. So I think making sure that we understand that there is more to education than just our school and to make a difference, we need to take on other people's ideas and practices as well. Terrific. Thank Thanks. you for that. Hi, Claire. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? So, Claire, we've heard so much about collaboration at Blue Haven, but this must take time, right, to find time to plan and develop and refine teaching and learning programs. How do you go about freeing up the time and getting the space to do this collaborative work well? I think it definitely starts with the planning. So not only what we're going to plan, but how we're going to do it and where we're going to start. So we're really lucky at Blue Haven that we use Google Drive. So Google Drive is an interactive one where I can be working on the same document as the teacher next door in the afternoon. We can ask comments. We can say, what does this mean? And I think this is a fantastic way that we continue to work on one program at the same time, but also to share our results our data. I know in our lessons now we even take some photos and we put them up as our evaluations. So it's a great way of saying, oh, look, this is where my kids are at. And I'm doing writing at the moment too. And I find that anytime a teacher writes a comment about how the lesson went that night, I'm like, okay, I'm going to edit and change it this way so it's suiting where our students are up to. We also have some time every week in our stage meetings. So we have about oh, a good set of time aside to discuss a focus area um, in terms of if it's English, maths, where we want to go to next. So we'll share success stories. We'll bring in some work samples. We'll change some lessons if we think we need to be adapted. 
So I think it's really important to have that time in our stage meeting to share our success and make everyone feel like as well that they're valued as a team. Um, we also have planning days. So every five weeks, all the teachers on that stage are off together. So we're able to look at programs, really dig, sorry, dig into data and see what's going on and where we need to go the next, bringing work samples and definitely sharing the ideas and strategies you're using in your room. I know definitely myself, I learn best from, someone will say, oh, I've done this for reading groups and this worked really well and I'll try it the next day. When it comes to refining our teaching, I love at Blue Haven that we have an open door policy. So last week I did some team teaching um, with the teacher next to me who's new to the school and then I'm love to do, I think, other weeks to go with her to see her strengths as well. Um, we're able to book in our instructional leaders so the instructional leaders can come in the room to demo or to watch us teach. We're given some time to be off class with them, to look at how to teach programs. Now that we're doing with Exquisite Phonics, looking at the exact way we should be teaching it and strategies to use. And we also have mentoring, which is great. So at the moment, I'm even mentoring a new teacher to the school. So it's been awesome to share my expertise, but even learn from that teacher as well. So we're really lucky that we have an open door policy and we value each other as well. Well, thanks for sharing that story. And thanks to everyone from Blue Haven. It's really one of the great stories, I reckon, in New South Wales education. And there's more, a lot more about Blue Haven up on the CC uh, website, on the Department of Education's website. And I really encourage people to read more about the terrific achievements of the school. And I feel that what we learned today is that what's taken place at Blue Haven is replicable in government schools all across New South Wales. So thanks for your time today. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this special What Works Best podcast series produced by the Centre for Education Statistics and Evaluation, or CESI. Please subscribe to hear our future podcasts.